my mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems. Give me work. Give me the most abstruse cryptogram or the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. But I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hosted by Dan Mickle and brought to you by Soul Performance Academy. This is the podcast that answers your questions on mental performance training and takes a deeper dive into the world of performance psychology. You can reach us at podcast at properatmosphere.com or across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to hearing from you and now on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Proper Atmosphere. I'm your host, Dan Mickle, and this is episode five. And today we are going to check in with Coach Pete in New Hampshire, who sent today's question. Before I get into that, I just want to apologize. I'm sorry for the lateness between these last two episodes. I took a little bit of vacation, and then I came back and had to deal with some technical issues, but we got things uh, pretty well settled up. So again, I apologize that I have not produced one this past week, but we are back on track. And remember, you can check out all the episodes at properatmosphere.com and across all the places that you listen to your podcasts, such as iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, and also now on Pandora. So let's get right into it with Coach Pete's question. Okay, back with Coach Pete's question. His question is, he is taking over a new soccer club in New Hampshire, and he is worried about team culture, team bonding, and all those wonderful things, and looking for a little help and advice. Um, yeah, so before we even begin, I want to begin by saying that I am not anti-rope courses, trust falls. <clears throat> I kind of make fun of them once in a while, but I'm not anti anything. What works works. If you find a formula that works for you, that's fine. That's just not how I approach things. And one of the things that I see as a problem is we try to do these quick fixes, especially when we come into a new program or into a new team and we want to create that instant bond. Or if it's something like a club sport where there's turnover every year and it might not be the same team every year, year after year, and trying to get those kids on the same page and the bonding can be the issue. And for me, it boils down to one thing. I don't care how much they play together. I don't care how many rope courses you do, how many trust falls you do, how many team games or community service you do. You are not going to have team bonding or team unity until there is trust. And that is the key. Now, I know what people say. Well, that's why we do those team bonding things. That's why we do the rope courses or the trust falls um, and, and all that stuff, because that's what helps build us the trust. But really, 
when it comes down to it, what is going to help you build the trust and build the culture in your team is really being open with one another. And I'm not saying that we need to know everything about each other, but let's think about it. If you have a player that is late for practice all the time, it's going to be hard for the other players to trust them. They don't know that they're dependable. They don't know why they're late. However, if there are discussions or a culture in your program or the gym where you can be open and that player is saying, hey, look, I need to help support my family right now. So I have a part-time job right after school and then I'm coming straight from that straight to practice. So sometimes I'm going to be late. You're going to find that your players are going to respect the heck more out of that player because they know why they're late and what's going on. But they are now open and honest and they feel that they can be a kind of two-way communication with that player and just be more open about things. And that's going to build the trust. And as that trust builds, then you're going to have more team bonding and you're going to have more team cohesion because they feel that, you know, they know something about each other. There's a true bond. And I think part of the time is, especially again in the club sport world, we don't really get to build those bonds because it's such a short moment of time that we're together. So then the question becomes, well, how do we build that? I mean, obviously we just can't wait for situations to arise and hope someone's open and honest. And the way that we do that is setting the tone in the gym. And first, it comes down to what's your philosophy. And I know I hound on coaching philosophies and club philosophies a lot, so I'm not even going to go down that road at this moment. But the question becomes, are you presenting an atmosphere in your gym or your program that lets people and players be open and honest with one another? So first, we have to set those ground rules and say, hey, look, when we're in this gym, Everyone needs to know that everything we're doing comes from a good place. It's not personal attacks. We are just trying to better one another, and we need to learn to take those criticisms and how to work on it. Now, that's great. We can say that all we want, but as coaches beyond the sport, we need to help them understand the communication skills and how to have those discussions and lead those discussions and set up those templates or those ground rules for when you have, say, team meetings. Okay, this is how we're going to conduct our team meetings. Everyone's going to have to participate. And that's a huge one. Do not let the shy kid sit in the corner and skate because when you need that shy kid on the court or on the pitch or on the field, they're not going to be there because they've never opened up and they just don't trust their team or the other way around. The team doesn't trust them because they haven't been open. So you need to make sure that there's an expectation that when you have a team discussion or a team meeting, everyone is going to participate in that meeting. Even if it's just a, hey, I agree that this is what's going on, or yep, I'm fine with everything, just a basic check-in, whatever it is. But you have to have input from everyone on that team. Secondly, we need to teach them how to discuss and have actual dialogue and debate without making it personal. We, as a sports world, often argue that the reason sports are good and there shouldn't be budget cuts when they come around and when they're trying to close programs is because of all these you know, soft skills that players learn in sports, communication, conflict resolution, um, teamwork, you know, everything that we're talking about here. <clears throat> the problem is no one's teaching it. 
We think that the game is just magically going to teach it. Going out and playing 120 games of baseball is automatically going to teach your team how to have conflict resolution or how to communicate or to deal with body language. And that's just not the case. We as coaches need to implement some of these soft skills. And I'm not saying that you have to do a full course and you have to take all this practice time away. But I think you need to set the expectations of these are how we're going to settle disputes. This is how we're going to have a dialogue. Anytime there's a dispute, we are going to sit down as a team and openly discuss it. And the rules are no personal attacks, you know, keep it on topic, you know, whatever rules you think fit your team. But then we actually have to have those check-ins. We can't just have team meetings and, um, you know, side conversations when there's a problem because then that's what we associate every time there's a team meeting oh something bad's going on we need to have regular check-ins and regular team meetings so that those kids when things are going well can learn the skills of communication and dialogue and debate and rhetoric so that they're not trying to learn them when it's a heated situation or in their mind a dire situation or a problem with the team one of the exercises I like to do is just have everyone tell their story, especially in club volleyball or club soccer or travel baseball or AAU basketball. How much do you actually know about the teammates or even as a coach, how much do you actually know about your players? You might have a broad scope of, hey, they come from a broken family or, you know, they come from a great financial background, so they'll be able to do extra stuff if we want them to. All those, but do you really know what your players struggle with or what they might have problems with or how to talk to them? And a lot of times we don't. We just go, we select these teams, we try and pick the best athletes that we can. And and some of us do look at attitudes and, and coachability, I guess would be a word. But we never actually get to the nitty gritty about each kid. So I suggest that very first practice or prior first practice, maybe call your first practice a half hour early and have a sit down and talk, but have everyone tell their story, where they come from, what they like, what other sports they play. Why are they playing this specific sport? What do they like about this sport? What do they not like about this sport? How long have they been living in this town? Did they just move here? You know, all, all those types of things are things that we can get out in the open. Now, you know, we're not asking, hey, what's your blood type? What's your social security number? We're obviously not diving deep into things that are deeply private, but we're trying to get that backstory, that back history of the players so that we can actually learn about them. That is going to start building that trust because now I know that that player across struggles with the same things that I struggle with. So maybe we can work together or Johnny's really good at math and I'm struggling with math. I know this has nothing to do with basketball, but maybe we can get together and talk about it. And then we're going to start to bond because we're doing things outside of the court. But too many times we throw them into things like these rope courses and these little mini seminars and thinking that we're going to come out and everyone's going to be all buddy, buddy and a great team. Or we go to the other extreme where, well, they'll become a team when they learn to fight together. And that's just not true because they need to respect and trust each other to want to fight for them. I'm not going to want to fight for someone that I don't like or I don't agree with. But I will fight with someone that even though I may not have the same 
values or the same goal. I respect the fact that they have their goals. They have their plan. They have their, they have their idea. And that's what I'm helping to fight for. So take that time. And, and for me, especially, you know, when I was coaching club, I get it. It's you get these kids twice a week. Maybe if you're lucky three times a week for two hours, and you just don't have the time, but maybe you book things a little early and you sit in the hallway before you get into the gym because there's another team on the court and you have these discussions or you have these check-ins because one of the things that you'll see as a side effect is the more you get to know your kids and can interact with your players, the less interaction you're going to have to have with the parents. You're, and, and, and another podcast that we're going to talk about is the parent situation because I'm not sold on the fact that all parents are evil and, and club sports are being ru- ruined by the parent involvement. I, I don't believe that at all. I do believe that there's things that we can fix and work on. And part of the way that we fix that is we have better communications with the players because then we don't have to pass that next level and it doesn't get to the parents with a lot of things. We can actually have meaningful dialogue. Your players won't be afraid to come up and talk to you. How much do your players know about you? You might say, oh, I was a division one athlete and I'm a former Olympian and, and all the resume stuff, but do they know that you're dyslexic and you know, that you struggle with math or, you know, you just took a new job and you're traveling more. So that's stressing you out. Maybe that's why, you know, practices are a little bit different. They can respect that. It's okay to let players in as a coach. And it's also as a player, okay to let other players in. Let them know what's going on. You control what you share. And then you just set the guidelines. I'm not comfortable talking about that. Your team, anyone on your team should be able to say that at any moment. Hey, I'm just not comfortable talking about that. And we move on. The problem is we don't set those ground rules. We set the ground rules for what happens if you're late for practice, you miss a tournament, you get injured, or you have a bad attitude in the court. But we don't really set the ground rules on how do we build this team? How do we build this culture? But yet the minute we try and prove the value of sport, that's the first thing we say. Oh, we're helping groom these kids to be better leaders and better communicators and better problem solvers. But we're not doing a single thing to help them. So I know this is a really long-winded, you know, answer to Pete's question. And I know it's different. It might be different in New Hampshire than it is in Pennsylvania where I'm at and California where a lot of, you know, coaches I know are at. Things are different. But I think the one thing that we can all do to help build trust and team building is actually be open and let them in. Let's stop going to the farms to work on. Let's stop having picnics. Those things are all great. They are great supplements, but we really need to get to the meat of it all, which is we have to be honest and open with our teammates. I should be able to go to a teammate and say, Hey, are you okay? I just feel like you're not playing well today. Is there something on your mind or anything I can help you with? And my teammates should either be like, "Ah, I just don't feel like talking about it, but respectful about it or be excited that someone notices it and cares about them and wants to talk about it. And guess what? Once that happens, all of a sudden we're going to have that team bonding and then everything else is going to be fun. Sure. We can learn critical thinking skills from rope, you know, rope courses. We can, um, you know, we can, we can learn work ethic by doing community service on a farm as a team. That stuff has absolute value and I'm not downplaying it, 
But I think we're missing the point with where we need to start at when we're building a team, a program, a culture, taking things over. And, and that's tough, but this is the first thing you should do if you take over a program, especially if you're taking over a program that wasn't successful. Hey, this is my coaching philosophy. These are the rules for our team. And if you really want to get buy-in from the team, let them make the rules. Now, obviously, you as the coach are going to have to guide some of those rules. You know, at the college level, you know, what you're drinking, you know, your alcohol policy for those that are over 21, you know, that's something that you probably want to set as a coach. You're not going to leave that up to the team or, you know, youth clubs. What happens if you're late for practice? Because a lot of times the kids are like, they need to run a thousand laps. You know, that's obviously pretty ridiculous of a situation. But guide them or let them have the input because not only are they going to bond over it and feel more part of a team because they're having input with the rules and situations with the team, you're also going to find that they're going to hold each other more accountable because they had input on the rules so they feel they need to have more control over accountability because they were their rules. And that's actually a topic that we're having next week, which is accountability in episode six. So Pete, I hope that answers your question. If you're taking over a program and you want that team bonding, the first thing you need to do, in my opinion, is set the policies of your team meetings and how everyone can be respectful and talk and share ideas without feeling criticized or attacked and have them do stories of themselves, including you and your staff. Give a bio, give everyone five, 10 minutes and you can do it over multiple practices as you need to, but let everyone tell their story. This is where I came from. This is what I like. This is what my passion is. This is what drives me. This is why I'm playing this sport. This is why I'm playing this sport in this team or this club. These are the struggles that I have. I might be late for practice because I have a job that I need. You know, I, I have a car and I'm responsible for the payments of insurance. So I just have to work. So I might be late a day or two. It's not because I'm slacking off. You know, th those are the things. And, I, and, and again, I think this is what we're missing when we talk about sports because we pump it up that sports build character and do all this. But then we as coaches don't help guide or foster it. So this method, in, in my mind, solves a lot of problems that you could have in your club. So set up those and, and change them every year. You know, it, it doesn't have to be the same rules. Every team doesn't need to be handled the same way. Make it unique. You know, sometimes for, for us, there's no punishment in my college gym if you're late because I know you're coming from class. You're not late because you're slacking. They have their list of things that they need to do, and then they join the team once they're warmed up and ready to go. There's no punishment. They don't feel bad like the team's watching them do jumping jacks in the corner because they were late or they missed a practice. Now, obviously, if they're missing practices on a regular because of things that are kind of trivial, they're going to the movies or they hang out with their friends or they're playing Xbox, that's a different discipline issue. But we're talking about just overall commitment to the teams and what's going on. So I hope that helps everyone out. And thank you again. I apologize for missing a week while I was on vacation and dealing with this tech stuff. Uh, this has been a great talk. This is one of my favorite subjects is, is the team concept of sports and, and how we just need to do better. And next week we should be talking uh, about accountability. And I got a few emails about that. So we'll just go through that. And again, thank you everyone. You can always reach out to us podcast at properatmosphere.com to send your questions, or you can hit us up on all social media at 717 soul across everything or me directly at 
DanMickle, and you can also use the hashtags AskDanMickle, Ask717Soul. But again, this podcast is based on your questions, so keep them coming. And I, I love answering, I love talking about them, and I love having dialogues about them. So feel free to comment posts on uh, the websites and on the podcast sites and on TikTok and you know everything we got. Um, I'm trying to be more active on TikTok at Real Damical on TikTok. So feel free to have those discussions because that that's what's really about. These topics are great. I love talking about it, but what really brings it value is when we all come together and have open discussions about it. So again, thank you everyone for checking out this episode and I will catch you all next week with episode six. Peace. listening to this episode of The Proper Atmosphere, hosted by Dan Mickle and presented by Soul Performance Academy. Please send all your questions, comments, or inquiries to podcast at properatmosphere.com or reach out to us across all social media at 717soul. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes. And remember, you can listen to The Proper Atmosphere on any popular podcast service such as Google Play, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Thank you and have a great day.